Today's daf is daf Yud Dalet. And we saw yesterday this Lof Erev Shish Nichnas Lashvis, as we saw in the Mishnah. And we, not that one, sorry. The Lof, um, sorry, Luf Sha'avra Lashvis. We saw the Machloket that if during the Shmiti the Anim took it, well, whatever the leaves grew, it's theirs. Whether if it went on to Motzei Shmita, we saw a Machloket where Rebbe Nerebez and Rebbe Yeshua, whether, whether you have to do a Cheshbon with the Anim, that was Rebbe Yezer, and Rebbe Yeshua says, no, every, you don't have to do a Cheshbon, and at the time we explained that had to do with the laws of biur, whether achar habiur, whether we say that is ashrim alaniim or just to the aniim. Okay. Uh, however, so the Gemara now uh, continues from our discussion. We said, One second. One second. Does that mean our mission is talking about prior to the Xero Svichim? Because one second, what about the issue, the problem of Svichim and Shemitah, the things that are growing in Shemitah here, the, the, the um, vegetables and likes? Were you in the Aliyah, in the attic, when they made the Xero? Meaning, uh, in other words, You'll see here. So Sava Rabbi Imi, Rabbi Imi thought from that response that what um, that uh, that what Amar Isul Sfichim is Torah. The fact that he questioned what were you there when they made the Xera seemed to be that he understood, he perceived that Rabbi Yochanan was saying was held like Rabbi Akiva that Sfichim is also in Torah. Right. So in other words, there seems to be a machloka, by the way, if either Isu Sfichim Xera like we've been describing or like Chita Rabbi Akiva. I think we've even seen this before as well. Whether it's Isu Medaraita. So. How do we understand then our Mishnah? So Rabbi Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya says, Ba'alei luf shota hi matnitem. So what are we dealing with? Why is there no problem of Sfichim? We're dealing with Ali, this luf, this, this species of onion, this, sot, this shota one that is able to stay in the ground for many years, not like a normal onion. In other words, because it's already started growing in the shish in the sixth year, the Isra of Sfichim doesn't apply. That's critical. That's why we have this case of this loof, these leaves that are growing, that is spanning a long period of time in growing even the Shemitah year, because you've got issues of what it does it belong to the Anima, not parts of it. But it's not a problem of Sfichim because it started its growth already in the 60s. So this is something that's staying in the ground over a year and growing. Okay. So Aiti Rabbi Yoshua Matnita Dibar Kafra, he brings another teaching. He says this Mindroma, the Tani Ale Luf, Ale Luf, Ale Betzalit. So here's not Luf Shota, it's Ali Luf and Betzalim that don't last that long. So So one second, I've got a teaching that says that we're not talking about the things that last in the ground for over a year and continue growing like that. So that's, Reb Chaim says, so Velomashni, sorry, that this seems to be a kasha that Rebbe, Rebbe Yirmiya does, isn't able to solve. However, the Marafulda says, is that Rebbe Yirmiya Brighter. He's not choshish for that brighter. Desferle that he says that okay, that's a brighter, but our mission is on it. Our mission is talking about a case of these luf. So now we have to understand this case. So Milter Biyirmiya, Amar Davar Shliyashlo Biyur, Shenimtza Betoch Davar Sheinlo Biyur. That what? Yeshlo Biyur. The fact that um, we said that the whole machloket in our Mishnah is dependent on Biyur seems to suggest that what? That if you've got something that's to and biur, that's growing some, from something that doesn't require biur, so in our case, what's that? We've got an onion in the ground, this, this luf, sorry, I'll call it luf because it's not onion, but it's a species of onion, I think. But anyway, um, that, it's, that it's growing out, that doesn't require biur. And the leaves we're saying are impacted by the laws of biur. So therefore, you find that despite the fact it's growing from something, we don't say it's batel agava ikar, and biur still applies to it. That's why it spins off in this whole machloket regarding is, there, is it the anima shimafibur or not. 
So my Avadle Rabbi Yirmiya, how does Rabbi Yirmiya respond to that? He says, no, Now, what does this mean? I'm going to show you a sheet that really summarizes now the sheet of Rabbi Yirmiya, because we're going to see everybody's sheet out here, actually, because this is just Rabbi Yirmiya. So what he's saying is, he's, he's effectively saying as follows. Now, we have to combine everything we've learned. So you don't have the problem of Svichim. It was planted in the Shishit, the yellow region of Shmita year, okay? This is sixth year, and after going to the left, it's eighth year, okay? So it started growing in the sixth year. You don't have a problem of, what do we say, of Svichim. Then if you remember, we quoted the Rash, or well, it wasn't, we didn't actually quote the Rash, but we quoted Reb Chaim, which is based on Shittah Rash. That in order to give the leaves that are growing, Kedushat Shvit, what happened is you akar veshatal, you picked it up and replanted again. And then what happened, it continued on to the end, into the Shmita year, and it was Hosif. So now you've got Shishit leaves as well. And you quickly pulled it out before Zman Biur. So that's why Biur can impact those leaves now, because those leaves are not what? They're not now, you can't say they're saved by the fact that they're battle to the, the bulb or whatever, the onion from which it's growing. Okay. In other words, Mara, in other words, when we say Ma'avadle Rebbe Yirimir, Rebbe Yirimir is saying, no, that generally, yes, we would say if you've got something that's to NBUR that's growing out of something that doesn't to NBUR, for example, our case is leaves growing at the angin, angin was really planted in the shishit, we'd say that, no, it would be saved, it wouldn't require BUR. But in this case, why does BUR come into the picture? Because it was pulled out, these leaves were pulled out prior to Zman Biur, so at the time Biur arrived, it's not connected to something anymore that doesn't require Biur, and that's why Biur can apply. So again, very important points that we learned from Shishit Rebiramia. One, Svichim doesn't apply if it was planted in the Shish and goes on. Secondly, we saw the rush that in order for Kedusha Shvir applied to that, which grew in the Shmita year, you had to Akarva Shatal, pulled out and put back again. And then also importantly for this, for, for Biur to be really at the underpinning the Machloket in Amishnah, has to be that we pull these leaves off, the Shmita ones. Um, firstly, after we've got some of the eighth year leaves growing, so you've got a mixture now. But prior to Zman Biur arriving in the eighth year, that would have impacted those leaves that grew in Shmita year. Okay? That's, that's a very important, that's, that's Shittat Rebbe Yirmiya. However, what we're going to see now is Rebbe Yossin and Rebbe Chizkiya that understand the Machloket and the Mishnah differently. We said the Machloket and the Mishnah, again, that was based on whether after Zman Biur, it, it's just to the Aniyim, and, or it's Aniyim Ashirim. And that's why we said that if it goes to the eighth year, if you recall, Rebbe Lezer says, it, it, then we said, since it's only to the Aniyim, that's why you have to do a Cheshbon. Whereas Rebbe Shua says, you don't have to do a Cheshbon because the Ashirim can take it straight up to Biur. Okay, by the way, uh, for your benefit, we've been explaining Biur as being a hefker, but just for your own benefit, the Rambam, for example, Biur actually means burning. So it says, He says, No one gets it after Biur, because it has to be destroyed. That's just for your benefit, that it's actually a, a, a different way of understanding. Anyway, so what does Rabbi Yossi say? Rabbi Yossi says, and This is going to be Rabbi Yossi. You've got the whole chart here, but we're going to, we'll see how it works as we go along. What happened is it started growing. You planted it before Rosh Hashanah of the um, of Shviz. Okay. The Asa bits, and it says, Natal Lifne Rosh Hashanah Shviz, and Asa baits him Lifne Rosh Hashanah. What happened is it started, you planted and it started growing before Rosh Hashanah. So you can see on the chart from right to left, it's growing. The Dichnu Beshviz. And then what happened is, now this is an interesting case, you, the way the Rav explains it, you started crushing the leaves 
במקום חיבורם where they're connected, בשוויס, כדי שלא יוסיפו גידולים הרבה, so it won't grow so much. However, מכל מקום, still some leaves did grow. Now the question is, this crushing, what effect does it have? So, and that's a machloket between Rebbe Yezir and Rebbe Shua and Amishna. So we say, uh, and then what happened is, Akru, and then you pulled it out, Motzei Shviz. So you can see it started growing in Shishis, you did this dichnu, this crushing a little bit in the middle of Shmita year, and you pulled it out. So we say, in temar, I know you've got the word richun here the whole way, but it's actually dichun that my father should explain. That's the way we're reading it. In temar dichun ki'ikur, if you say that the dichun, the crushing, is if it's been pulled out from the ground, then what? Then kulal anim. Because why? We said when you pull something from the ground for vegetables, that's, that's what determines the year. So it's krusha shviz. And therefore, despite the fact that some leaves may have been growing even after that point, it doesn't matter. It's like you pulled it out for the ground and put it in your kitchen and some leaves started growing from the, from the onions. It doesn't matter. It's still stemming for the shvis. Therefore, kulola aniim. However, if you say this krashim, or, um, however, if you say... Um, if you say that it's not like pulling it out to the ground, then it's as if it's still been in the ground the entire time and you pulled it out. That's the time where, we, where you're pulling it out from the ground. So it doesn't have at all. So they have You understand? So once again, if is like, if, if crushing the leaves is, is equivalent to pulling it out of the ground, then the whole thing has even things that grow after it. Therefore, if the crushing of the leaves is just a, a nice mice you've done as part of the growth of this ant vegetable, but it's still considered if it's planted, by the time you pull out what's a shviz, it doesn't have kusha shviz at all because you go by likita when you pull it up from the ground. So then what's a machloket and a mishnah? According, once again, according to uh, Reb Yoshua, who says he clearly understands it is not considered like eco, the crushing of leaves, not like pulling out of the ground. What about Eliezer? He says, when you go to go to Cheshbon, it must be that he has a suffix. He doesn't, he's a suffix regarding what this dichnu is. Is it or not Because it's a suffix, you don't know. Is it la balabad? Is it la balabad? And therefore, you've got to do a Cheshbon. Okay? Um, fine. So therefore, uh, so he says, Enoki Iko, one second. Therefore, the, the uh, in other words, we look at it as if for that which grew in the Shemitah as if it's Ikur, and that which grew in the Shemitah, we look, view it as like it's not Ikur. So therefore, the Shvi one goes to who? The Aniim, and the ones that lasted, that grew after that, to the Shemitah, goes to the Balabite. That's why you have to do a Cheshpah. Okay, Rev Chizkia also says it's got to do with Dichon, but a completely different situation. Okay, let's move down. Rev Chizkia says as follows, and you find out, by the way, the Rebbe Shua holds a polar opposite position according to this understanding. So let's have a look. Rev Chizkia says it had happened as well. Pata in Erev Rosh Hashanah Shviz, once again. Not to Erev Rosh Hashanah, you planted Erev Rosh Hashanah Shviz. Ve'asa bitza betchilat. Here, we're changing the word. This is... The Reb Chaim goes according to the Gears of the Rashi, or he says, So in other words, it started growing. Ikur Gidullah was in Shishit. And you started crushing the leaves in the Shemitah year over here. And then you pull it out in the Shemitah year. So now you have the same question. Is it ki ikur or not? In ikur, if you say it's ikur, then Why? Because once again, my, my, when I crush the leaves, it's as if I pulled it out before the Shemitah year. 
And despite the fact some extra leaves may have grown, it doesn't matter. It's like it grew in my kitchen. It doesn't make a difference. And kulala balabai, because it's all considered shishit produce, as we follow this track down the, down the chart. However, if you say that it's not as if it pulled it out, it's pulled out from the ground, then what? Then it's jidoli shvis. It has kusha shvis. Therefore, who gets it? Kulala anim. It goes to the anim. And therefore, and once again, what do we say? Rebeliezer has got a suffix, so there has to be machmu like both. So anything that grew in the shishit would be the balabai, anything that the shishit would be the anim, so you have to do a cheshbon. And Rabbi Yeshua, in this case, according to Rabbi Chisk, holds the opposite position than Rabbi Yossi said, and he holds its ki'ikur. It's as if it was pulled out from the ground, therefore kula You hear? That's the, that's, the, that's, that's the way we understand, that's the two ways of understanding the... Um, so, so that's what we say. In in kama girichon dichon kiikur kololabait. In tamay ain dichon kiikur ain kololabalabait. Lefiha yasela animim of cheshbon. Fine, it basically goes to daniim. Okay. As now, let's continue. We've got a tosefta here, a writer that says as follows: Asa be'eret shloshanim. Now he's explaining how you do the cheshbon. Yasu cheshbon. So asa be'eret shloshanim was in the ground for three years. Aside from Shmita, the Mepharshim explained, then Oten Lil Anim Rova, you give him a quarter because it's four years and one of which was Shmita, you give the Anim a quarter. If it was Shanim, you give him a Shlish, Lanim Shlish, meaning two years except for the Shmita year, you give him a third. Shana Oten Anim Now, I didn't get a chance to put it in the chart, but you can, uh, we'll explain it without, without pictures. According to this, it's going to make a difference how Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Chizki is understanding what's happening. Because again, according to Rabbi Yossa, when, when, when is the Dichun happening? It's happening, the crushing is happening in when? In the Shemitah year. According to Rabbi Chizki, the crushing is happening when? It's happening Arab Shemitah. Okay, so let's have a look. According to Rabbi Yossa, Patalamanitin Lifnei Rosh Hashanah Shviz. And Rabbi Chizki, Patalamanitin Erev Rosh Hashanah Shviz. Meaning, I'll explain as follows. Zari Ruchaim, he says, Patalamanitin Rosh Hashanah Shviz. Patalamanitin Rosh Hashanah Shviz. Patalamanitin Rosh Hashanah Shviz. Meaning, when we're doing the cheshbon, it's because according to Rabbi Rabbi Yossi's understanding is, is I did the crush, since I'm doing the crushing during Shvit, then the three years that are being added that we're doing cheshbon must be occurring after. Okay? Why? If you say the dichun is like ikur, then the anim only get one, and the Balabai gets all the years after Shemitah. However, going to Rabbi Chizki has to be the other round because he's saying this Dichun is happening when he's happening, it's happening Erev Shviz. So the three years must have been occurring when the three years plus the Shemitah must have been preceding Shemitah year. Because it's three years, then you do the crushing during one of the non Shemitah years, which is the, the end of year six. And now the question is is the Shemitah year that which belongs to the Anim? So therefore, you have so in other words, the way to understand the bright is going to be completely different. Which of these, it, it, when we say if it's going for four years, is the four years start, like just starting with Shemitah or it's ending with Shemitah and both Reb Chizkiah and Reb Yossi would explain it differently. Okay? That's probably the hardest part of today's talk. Let's, uh, let's now continue. Lof shel Erev Shviz. Now Rav Buna Barachia Bay Kamir of Zira. Af Beshar Shnei Shavua Ken. Now, since we've been saying this question of dichun ki ikur, the crushing is considered like ikur or not, the question related to it, does it also apply to other years of Shemitah? Now, why is that important? For example, it's going to be important for if it's it, 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 it determining which year of the Shemitah cycle is, and that's important for the second Maser. Is it Maser Sheni or is it Maser Ani? 
In other words, if the person preemptively starts crushing these things and it's bridging another year, does it bring it back to the previous year or not? So we say, Vahatani, if you've got the second year going to the third year, it's like should once again be. You don't shouldn't crush it. You shouldn't then prevent it water, prevent watering it. Because if you recall, we said by the way, with certain products, if you stop watering it, it makes it like a zera, it makes it like a seed, and you actually go by the zriya, not the lakita. So, in other words, what it's saying is if you've got something that's going from the second year to the third year. Don't manufacture it in a way that's going to force it to be Master Shani, because while we want it to be Master Ani for the advantage of the Ani. Haitash Lishi, if it's a third year, which would have been Master Shani, it was Master Ani in that year. If it's Shlishi, Tashli, Nichneset, and going into the fourth year, then we say, menu you should crush it or prevent water from it. Because in that case, engineering it to force it to be the previous years is an advantageous to him, so that's a good idea. So it seems to be clear here, Hadu Amra, it seems in other Kikur. The fact that Dichun seems to be an option seems to suggest that Dichun is like Ikur. I mean, Dichun is a way of forcing it to be as if it's pulled out from the ground. Now, by the way, we've said, if you recall, according to um, Rabbi Yossi's understanding of Rabbi Yoshua, he held the Rabbi Yeshua held the is not Ki'ikur. So we have to understand what's going on here. So therefore, Rabbi Yasa has now has to defend Rabbi Yeshua. So therefore, Rabbi Yasa comes B'Shem Rabbi Lai, says, no, Tifu she'akran adshali lot simchu. What does this mean? It means as follows. It's, I'll read Rabbi Chaim. Daha shamat min, uh, no, not here. Here. Had, and it's important, I have to read Rabbi because he men- mentions a few important points. He says, Had am a bright and medach, no, la mishum sha'dichu ki'ikur. It's not because dichun is like ikur. And therefore, it's as if it was in the third year. No, that is because the majority of the time after you've done this process of crushing the leaves, more things won't grow anymore. Hilkach, even if you email even if you pick it in the what the next year, the fourth year, if you pull it out before more things have grown. We say, then it will still be considered Gidule of the third year. Okay, why? Because the pre was already finished in the third year when you crushed it. The Gamar pre, Lakita. So, in other words, the case of the master, the cases, don't bring that as proof for a case in Shemitah. Why? Because that case, what has happened, when you crush these vegetables, the leaves of these vegetables, in order to force it to be considered like master honey produce, that is because nothing else grew after it. And before more things grew, you pulled it out of the ground. And therefore, it's as if, despite the fact you pull it out in the fourth year, it doesn't matter because you're crushing that's prevented any further growth, means it reached Mar Pri when in the third year, and that's master honey. So what's our whole discussion about? Our discussion is something else. For Lord Pligi, how only Le'inyan Shvis in our case? Elemir Sifu Alin. Our case is complicated. Why? Because after the crushing, more leaves then started developing because he left in the ground for over a year. Could appreciate. And the reason why it's com- com- that's the reason why it's more complex there is because we say that if you treat it as if it's mamash ki'ikur, as if it's pulled out from the ground, 
then, then that which is growing even after is considered as if it's growing like in your kitchen, as we said, and not growing as part of, say, the Shemitah produce and the like. So in other words, just to, in other words, we have to separate the, this, this bright of, of, in Masrot from our case, because that case wasn't because Iku Ketichun. It's just that when you crushed it, nothing else was growing. And because nothing else was growing, it's Gemara Pri, and the Gemara Pri was in whatever year you started crushing it. So again, if it was in the third year, and, it was in the, and despite the fact you pulled down the fourth year, it's considered Masani. Our case was far more complicated because why our case of Shemitah was staying in the ground for a long time. And, and, and even you, let's use Rav Yossi's example, even though you crush it in the Shemitah year, it kept growing in the Shemitah. So that's why now we come into the question, is it Ki'iko? Is, 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 is it as if that which grew in the Shemitah was growing from the ground? Or as it was like, it was the things already plucked from the ground, it was growing in the kitchen. That's exactly, so that's, the, in other words, the case of Trumas and is different to our case in Shemit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I preemptively said that's the hardest part of the Zogia, but let's continue. Modem Bepuashel Tzilot. Okay. We said, what are these Bepuashel Tzilot? We said, we said that if it was this matter, now, if you recall, we said that one's allowed to pull out if you had some produce in the ground. Um, you're allowed to pull it out with, uh, there was Machlok Bechambet Hill in terms of how you uh, pull it out during the Shemitah year. We said you use these rakes of wood or you can use these metal ones. But if it's solitude, if, if, if it's in the, if it's in a, this Puashel Tzilot, this matter in this Tzilot, we didn't know what Tzilot was, then you can pull it out normally. Which says, what's that? That's Putra. Putra means it was in a stony area. And that's why I explained the mission yesterday anyway, that it's an area that where there, there, no one can plant anything or there's no plowing anyway. So when you pull it out, it's not going to look like you're plowing on Shemitah. And it says, However, we've got another teaching that goes even one step further than Beit Hillel. Now, some of Rosh Hashanah explained that when I said yesterday that you can pull it out with a metal spade, that is because um, that, that we said that Beit Hillel says there's no chashish you can do it, you don't have to do it with any shino at all. However, some people say actually that is, that is a minor shinoi because you're not doing it with a proper hoe. It's a minor shino versus a major shinoi. But here we've got a brighter that teaches. You've got a, you've got a teaching here that says that what? In a in the makom that, you, that the one would plow, you can plow to plow to get it out. We're going to cash in a cash in others, whatever the regular way of pulling it out, you can do so. Okay, let's continue. Now, if you recall, in our mission, we talked about the fact that when can one purchase luf on Motzei Shmita? And Rabbi Huda says miyad. Whereas other where the Chachamim said you've got to wait Ashir Be'achadash. This is also a bit of a tricky section. Gazru ala luf. It says so. So my time with the Rabbi why can you immediately? taking luf. Whereas when it comes to vegetables, we'll learn later Mishnayot, um, uh, this is in uh, Perik Vav, Reb Chaim t- teaches us, that is, um, that it's, that's not the case. Vegetables, you can't, you can't purchase miyad. So he says, gazru ala luf, gazru ala yerek, which means as follows. Now, when it comes to luf on the, um, during the Shemitah year, we said, if you're going to pull it out of the ground, you can do so, but only with a shinoi. Now, because you can only do it with a shinoi, that means in the marketplace, there's not going to be that much luft that has Grusha Shvis. So if immediately after Shemitah, you're going to people that be selling luf, therefore Reb Chaim understands that it must be talking about, it must be stuff he had storage from Shishit. Okay. Um, okay. So Oh, sorry, my mistake. Not with a Talin, I'm sorry, we assume it's from Shemitah, from the new stuff. Uh, however, when it comes to vegetables, because there was no gzer in terms of how you can pull it from the ground, the chashash is this is all shvista. So then we say, if that's the case, if that's the case, then you should be able on the shmita year itself. If someone's selling luf, 
you should be able to buy it from him because we just said it's people aren't going to have that much because it's so difficult to because the way of extracting from the ground has to be with the shinoi. So why can't yeah, and you can assume maybe it was from the, the shishit. So why can't you do the same thing here, even during the shmitah? So the Gemara says, no. So really Rabchaimi says, but says, The reason why Rabbi Yehuda says you can buy luf immediately. That's when, it, when that's when he brought it from his storage in his house. That's when we say someone is not going to go to the effort of taking with his shinoi, this difficult way with his rakes, if you like, to take out the and then to store in his house in order to sell him what's a shvir. That's like quite a stretch. And therefore, our korachach, it must be the beshosh shishit. It must have been if he's got such a lot that he's selling, it must be from the shishit. In Shemitah itself, no, during Shemitah itself, that, that uh, rationale doesn't necessarily apply because he may have just pulled it out even in the Shunoi. And therefore, even if it's within his house, um, you're not allowed to, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to take it. Okay. There was a place where they were getting koshin. We ate luf by Rabbi Tarfon, but Motzei Achag, which is Motzei Sukkot. So it sounds like this is like Rabbi Huda, pretty much miad very quickly. So I'm a Rabbi Yosei, Im Chayit Al's with you. Your memory is wrong. Well, we didn't have it immediately. We went like the Chachamim. It was actually Motzei Pesach. And we waited to Adshu Rabu until like Chachamim, until the majority of the new, new uh, sorry, the, the, the markets, if you like, were overwhelmed now by the new product. Okay, now I've got some Mishnahs. There are certain Kalim, if someone's a craftsman, he's not allowed to sell to someone during Shemitah year. That is a machresha, a plow, the kol keleha, and all the uh, attachments that go with it. Ha'ol, which is the yoke. The mazre, mazre is like a winnowing tool. And that is because sifting is not a problem. But if someone's going to use a winnowing tool, that's when he's got large amounts. He's going to put it up and he throws it up in the wind for the, the wind to take away the chaff, right? And, and again, what's a chashash in all these things? If you see, These are tools that are miyuchad to doing things you're not allowed to do in Shemitah. So you're not allowed to sell these things in Shemitah, and also the deker deker is a matak. It's a it's a special sharp edged metal tool for digging in the ground. Okay, kli barzel. However, what you can do abamar What you can do, you can sell a magal yad or magal ketsir. That's a sickle and scythe, the agala and a wagon, the kol keleya. Why? Because those small things, magal yad and magal ketsir. Even if, even if even though you might think once again, isn't that a harvesting tool? It says yes, it is. However. You, that he could use that if he's going to get Shemitah produce Minahefker. That's not like a major, t- like combine harvester. This is like a small tool that Minahefker is reasonable to use. And Agala as well, he can bring other things. Minamufkar, but Lebeito, from Hefker. Now, so therefore, Mishnah says, We've got Lavorato. It should be probably, I think the Giris is Laveira. Yeah, in the two. The Mishnah, yeah, it says Laveira. In, in any event, the, the, the idea is the same. In, anything that's mamash, to doing something that's asor and shmita, you cannot sell on shmita. If it's possible, there are also permissible uses, you can do so. Now, the Mishnah says, Hayotzer, this is a potter, you can sell five jugs of oil and, and 15 jugs of wine. Why? Because that amount is what someone might bring in from Hefker, and that's a reasonable bound. More than that, we can you're not allowed to do because that's likely the person's harvesting his field and trying to, you know, do schorah b'shvis. 
And um, interesting, the, the I think it's very Israel, I can't remember, but I think uh, one of my Farshim Mishnah discussed this, but why, if you could sell 15, 15 jugs of wine and five of oil, shouldn't you be concerned you might use all, all 20 for wine? And the answer is no, due to the, they, they form these jugs differently, but if you tried to use one for the other, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't work so well. Okay, now it says, if someone happened to bring for half beer more than that, we don't penalize him. Mutar. You can sell to a non-Jew in Eretz Israel, unrestricted, uh, with these, these pots and the like, and also in Israel in Chutz Laaretz as well. Um, meaning, in other words, all, all manners of jugs and the like uh, with unlimited. And we're not choshesh that what's going to happen. Reb Chaim says, We're not concerned that what you're going to do is going to start bringing in produce. Uh, you're going to bring the jugs into Eretz Israel, or he's got Eretz Israel, but we're not choshesh. We don't have to be that concerned. Now, Beit says, You're not allowed to sell an, a, a, a fit plowing ox during Shemitah year. However, Beit Hillel says, Is Matirim allowed to? Now, even though the, the, uh, the concept's remote, meaning someone's not going to necessarily waste a good fit plowing cow for the purpose of eating, nonetheless, as long as you've got Amalit Lot, you've got something to, to hang in this, uh, to, to assume that there's a permissible use of some sort. Beit Hillel says, even if it's a little bit more remote than Beit Shemai would, uh, would accept, it's okay. You can even sell him peyrot as grain and produce, even though that's the time of planting. Because again, there's another permissible uses he could do it for. Um, it says, Vatalin, uh, and again, Beheter, then wants to eat it. And then it says, seato. is like a measure, right? Because we know se'a is a volume. Even though you know the person has a goren, He's got a threshing floor. You might think, why does he need this for? He's, gonna, he's, he's doing uh, things he shouldn't be doing Shemitah year. And similarly, Peret Lomat, you can also exchange money or give small denominations to someone. Despite the fact that he has workers, and one could assume, what, what, could be, what, what, what might you think it'd be for? That he wants a small change so he can pay his workers. But no, there are other permissible uses. However, if, however, he comes along and says, look, I want this, Say for my granary, I want this cacao for plowing or all these things. If he says it for Feirush, then clearly it would be Asurim to do so. Right? Because again, you're assisting and facilitating, and if he doesn't have any other options, it could be if you're the only supplier, you're not facilitating him to do an Avera, so therefore you wouldn't be able to do so. Now, the Gemara continues. So all the restrictions we've said in our Mishnah, is what regarding selling to someone who's chashud al someone who is suspected of doing a virus. So, which is interesting, that means that even to such a person, you can sell something that has both a permissible and a non-permissible use. Okay. Well, as we learn the Mishnahs throughout the, uh, well, as we go through this parak, we'll, we'll I think, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, tomorrow's stuff will explain why we seem to be so lenient. But let's continue. Um, however, the question is Stam and Mahu. What if someone just rocks up at your shop? You have no idea what he is. You don't know if he's Chashor Shvis, you know if he's a trustworthy individual. So we say, Min Madatanil Isula Heter Muta, that for which we were so makeable before to someone who's Chashor Shvis. You could sell him something that was both Asur and that has uses for both, there's both Asur and Mutar, and we're Toler that it's okay because he could be using for Mutar. Hada Amar Stam Mutar. So too, since we're so makeable to assume the best, so too here as well, if someone rocks up at your shop, you have no idea who he is. Also, you can you can say that uh, staman mutar. You can you don't have to assume he's a chashud al Okay, and tolin she'enu chashud.
Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's today's off. Beautiful. Thank you.